0: I, I was talking to uh, some of my friends this morning at around 9 and 10 o'clock they came out of Good Friday service and I say it every time um, I say that this is my favorite service and I was rem- reminded as we were praising God oh yeah this is my favorite service even though I forgot about it this week. <laughs> because and I want everyone, um, we have crosses, and I want you to take a cross, a wooden cross, and maybe take a few. Um, it's almost like having guillotines in the back or uh, electric shock chairs. But it's a murdering, murderous instrument that was used on our Lord Savior uh, that he took our place. Yes. And uh, he did everything that he could. And, you know I know how I, I think about everybody else I want them to have uh, salvation and grace but well I know what a mess I am and uh, I know how how hard he tried and how much he did for me and when I when you see Jesus on the tree he's did it for you yes he did it for it's personal he did it for us and he, and that this night is always so impacting to me that he did this for me, you know, he He, he, he did everything possible uh, to reunite me to the Father, and it was successful, because I've accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, and I give him glory, so um, tonight, uh, you, you can be seated if you want to be seated there, we want to go... Uh, just the next few minutes and and to go over the sayings that Jesus uh, had said and, and people can reflect and say what they would like to say I want to give you you know whatever you want to do whatever God speaks to you if it's five seconds or five minutes that's fine um, but uh, after we're done after the seventh one we're going to sing another song and then we'll, we'll dismiss um, there's an awkward playing if uh, anyone uh, wants to leave offering tonight, and, but I want everyone to come Sunday. I don't will a year Sunday. Um, and uh, I want to, if, if you have a saying, you're going to read a saying tonight, uh, you just look on there and it'll say number one, number two, number three. So number one can come up and, uh, and then after uh, he's done um, and he sits down, then number two uh, would come up number three, number four, just Go in line like that. And there's the saints in order to
1: Good evening, everyone. Good evening, so my uh my passage that uh Pastor Todd had asked me to say was, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they cast lots to divide his garments. Luke chapter twenty three, verse twenty, or thirty-four had asked you to say something about this and to say what what God had brought uh, brought to my heart about it. What what I focus on is Jesus is asking for forgiveness for the people who are doing this to uh, this horrific crime, this horrific crime against nature, crime against all that is good in this world. And that is us that we're doing that to him. We're the people who have done this to Jesus. We are the ones who put him up on the cross every day that we haven't looked towards him. I just pray that He forgives us. I, for, I pray that He forgives me every day that I don't look toward Him and I don't accept His His grace. And Lord, just allow us to accept Your grace and allow us to accept Your forgiveness. I pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.
2: Was a sinner that was on the cross next to him. He deserved to be on that cross. But he recognized that Jesus didn't deserve that. And he said something. And Jesus came back and said, You will be there with me in paradise. He was talking to me and to y'all. Yes, and it's awesome. Our God is such a loving.
3: Die for us for our sins.
2: We deserve it.
3: Nothing.
4: That's it.
2: My scripture is John 19, 26. It says, When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. I have three sons, and I can't even imagine. As a mother, what Mary must have been going through to watch her son be led up to that cross, to carry that cross himself, and to have all those people saying all those horrible things to him, crucify him, crucify him. I can't imagine if someone was crying out for one of my sons to be crucified or killed or hurt in any way, and the anguish she must have felt. But she also knew that it was required of Jesus to do that. For prophecy to be fulfilled, for the plan of God to be fulfilled. And there's sometimes things in our life that we do that are difficult, but we know we have to do them to be in the will of God, to be in the plan of God. But I am so grateful that Mary, as she watched her son go up to that cross, that she knew in her heart, even though it was so just overwhelming, I would imagine, that she knew that that's what Jesus must do. And I am so grateful that Jesus did that, that he knew that it was what was required of him. And I can't imagine what Jesus must have felt watching his mother be in pain over him sacrificing his life for people he had never met, for people who were cruel to him, said bad things to him, did bad things to him, and he did it anyway. And I am just so grateful for that.
4: I think that this speaks to me of the humanity of Jesus. He was totally God and totally man. But in that moment, because when he took the sins of mankind on him, God turned his back. God turned his back and he, he was in anguish because he felt that separation from God. And I think about the hard things that I've been through in my life. And I know that God has never forsaken me But there were moments when I cried out to him, do you? forsaken us or he doesn't care how much we hurt or he doesn't care how much we're at there was a plan that God had from the foundation of the world that involved giving his son Jesus and there's a plan that God had from the foundation of the world for each and every one of us and the bad things that we go through are lessons that help us get to the place to where God wants us to be.
3: Hello. Okay, my scripture is John 19:28. After this Jesus knowing that all was now finished said to fulfill the scripture I thirst All this week I've been reading all about the week leading up up to Easter and I've been amazed at all the scripture from the Old Testament that foretold everything that was going to happen and how each thing was fulfilled during that week. This particular scripture refers to um, Psalm 69 21 and he said and for my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. They couldn't even give him water, something that would part, you know, quench quench his thirst. They gave him something that compounded it and made it worse. And I think of just the profound suffering that he went through all the way on the cross for us because he loved us. Knowing full well what he was doing, you know, it was foretold all along, but he did it anyways. So we can be so I'm just so grateful. Uh,
5: John 19.30 said that after Jesus received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And I think that there's no more powerful words that Jesus ever spoke. Maybe no more powerful three words that's ever been spoken by anybody, that it is finished. I heard one time and then I did some research on it that the, the term that he used for it is finished was actually one that was familiar in, in, uh, in uh, financial terms and in banking terms. And it could also be interpreted as being paid in full. The debt has been canceled. You're, you're, you, ever, you ever get a, that final payment if then you paid on your car or paid on your house, and when one form or another, the mortgage company sends you a letter saying it's finished, you're done. You made your last payment, and that's what Jesus was saying: that the payment has been paid. It was, a de- it was an old song we used to sing. You know, we owed it. He paid a debt he did not owe. We owed a debt we could not pay. We couldn't pay that debt. It was sin. Even one sin. I can't you know the, the, the psalmist David said if the Lord should mark iniquity against us who would stand but Jesus went to the cross in our place and when he said it is finished that means the captives had been set free and that sins were forgiven hallelujah and I have the final
0: saying um, which is Luke uh, 23 14 And Jesus calling out with a loud voice said, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. And uh, I always think about this, you know, what uh, Pastor Jeff just said about it is finished. The the work is finished. But um, Leolet said a little bit earlier, he said, Eli, Eli, smarked my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? And uh, God had turned his back. So then Eli, lie and then it is finished. And then into thy hands I commit thy spirit. Uh, have you guys felt, I mean, I haven't felt that lately because I've been in revival. I've been in the service every night. Um, but have you ever, have there been times where you felt that, uh, you're just not sure if God's there. <laughs> He's And uh, during this time, he, this is the first time. That's why the that statement in my life is likely, my God, my God, why has that forsaken me, was so unique. Think about it. Um, when was Jesus uh, created or born? In the beginning. In the beginning. Uh, from From Alpha to Omega. From the very beginning, God had known nothing else. But God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. He had never known anything else. He he came into the earth, and and he he knew the presence of God. He was perfect. He was sinless. And and the powerful part about tonight is he became he took sin upon him. And God cannot cannot dwell with sin. So God turns and and sin encompasses Jesus. And he says, why have you forsaken me? It is finished. And even though he's not sure God's hearing him because he hasn't ever had that communication broken, he says, into your hands, God, I commit my spirit. You know why? Because from the beginning of time, God has been... Jesus was with God. Jesus knew God's character. Jesus knew who he was. And Jesus knew that he could trust God. And he committed his spirit into his hands. Have you ever felt lost? And you felt like that, uh, you know, you, you didn't know what was going on? You weren't sure if you were in the right place? Actually, I did feel that a few times this week. And, and I said, God, I know that you have... You are guiding me and you're me, Jesus. and into Thy hands I commit my spirit. Jesus. One day we're doing we're going to 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 a uh, like a a, a, remo- a a memorial service thing tomorrow for someone that passed away, and as I think about it, I've been there many times watching people pass from life to death and I've seen them scared and I've seen uh, peaceful looks in their face. Um, something that we can reflect on because we're thinking about the death of Christ is can you say what Jesus said? Into your hands, God. It's being difficult to breathe. Into your hands, God. The lights starting to go out. Fading into your hands, God. You know what I want for everyone in here? For you to have that ability and that assurance within yourself right now—to not have the fear of death. Death, where is your sting? Yes. Don't. There. There should not be a fear of death anymore because Jesus has taken that. I. I'm not telling anyone to let go and just. Give up right now. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you don't have to be afraid. You live until your final breath. You live with everything you have. You strive to be here. You do everything you can. But when it is over, it is finished. You say, Lord, into thy hands, I commit my spirit. And though I go to the depths of hell, which Jesus did, you are with me. Though I make my bed in heaven, you are with me, God. No matter where I go, I trust you. Can we say that? Can we say we trust him?